Netflix. Talk a little bit about the, her reasons why she left uh, that character. And in sports, looks like uh, WWE is flooded with new COVID-19 cases, including its latest uh, Renee Young. We'll talk a little bit about that. And in video game news, it looks like uh, Marvel's Avengers is a pretty badass game. I saw some of the game footage of it, and we'll talk a little bit about how badass this game is going to be once it's out. Plus, today I have special guest Dr. Sheila Nazarian, and she talks about her upcoming Netflix original series called Skin Decision. But first, here are the twins. Que me gusta, right here on the Xander Effect.
up? This is the Xander Effect, and I am the DJ KID to Kick Capri. Welcome to the place to be.
That was the FM's implosion model right here on the Xander Effect. In entertainment news, looks like Jenny Slate is exiting uh, the animated series Big Mouth. Uh, she's exiting her role as Missy, and this is due to the character being biracial uh, while Slate herself is white. She went ahead and she said, quote, I have come to the decision today that I can no longer play the character of Missy on the animated TV show Big Mouth. At the start of the show, I reasoned with myself that it was permissible for me to play Missy because her mom is Jewish and white, as I am, as am I. But Missy is also black, and black characters on an animated show should be played by black people. I acknowledge how my original reasoning was flawed, that it existed as an example of white privilege and unjust allowances made within a system of societal white supremacy. And that in me playing Missy, I was engaging in an act of erasure of black people. Ending my portrayal of Missy is one step in a lifelong process of uncovering the racism in my actions. As I look back on the nature and emergence of my own voice in comedy, I now I know that I have made mistakes along the way. I can't change the past, but I can take accountability for my choices. I will continue to engage in meaningful anti-racist action, to be thoughtful about the messages in my work, to be curious and open to feedback, and to do my best to take responsibility for the ways that I am a part of the problem. Most importantly though, to anyone that I've hurt, I am so very sorry. Black voices must be heard. Black lives matter. So, I mean, that was really amazing for Jenny to go ahead and acknowledge that fact, but this is an issue that's been going on in Hollywood, not just with the black community. It's gone on with many races. I mean, you have, and I've talked about this before in past episodes, you have actors like Jake Gyllenhaal playing the Prince of Persia when Gyllenhaal is clearly not Persian. I mean, they casted him as a Persian character and he's not Persian at all. Regardless of how good of an actor he is, I mean, there are a lot of Persian actors out there that are really good. Why didn't they cast somebody that makes more sense in that role? Or we have Ben Affleck playing the role of a Latino in the movie Argo. I mean, you, these are the types of things that, that have been going on for the longest time. It's like, if you're going to go ahead and cast, you know, an actor to play a Latin role, well, shouldn't the role be for a Latin actor? I mean, somebody that, you know, actually looks more the part than anything or a Persian actor playing a Persian role. I mean, these are I mean, they only cast the majority of Hollywood has always cast Latin actors to play either migrant workers or gang members, things like that. They've always typecast the majority of the time. I mean, they've changed over the years. It's, it's you know, it's been gradually changing to, you know, have Latinos portray different roles. But it's been like that for a long time. You know, same thing for black people. You know, I mean, they've, the roles have been casted, you know, by different races. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I mean as far as continuity goes. So if you want to be consistent with, you know, with with uh, with whatever character was created, then be consistent with that character's background as well. Otherwise, it just doesn't make any sense. So Jenny Slate for doing this, 
I mean, she's taking one step forward toward that many actors should also do as well. If they see a role that doesn't, that isn't, you know, a part of who they are or what, you know, race they are or anything like that, then don't do it. You know, give it to somebody that actually makes sense for them to play that role. I mean, it just, it, you know, it just boggles my mind sometimes to see, you know, how Hollywood doesn't get the point already that, you know what, there are other races out there besides, you know, besides the race that you're always choosing. There are plenty more out there with a lot of talent. There's a lot of talented people of all different shapes, sizes, and races. And Hollywood Hollywood needs to start acknowledging that. So this is a real good step for Jenny Slate to have taken in order to open that door for, for you know, future changes. In other entertainment news, Elizabeth Banks is going to be playing the role of Miss Frizzle in the Magic School Bus live action movie. Now, see, this makes sense, <laughs> you know, for Elizabeth Banks to play that role because Miss Frizzle obviously is of, you know, is, is of white persuasion. So, you know, it's good for Elizabeth Banks to play it. And I'm so happy because she's, uh, you know, that, that show uh, growing up, you know, has touched the lives of so many children that it's really cool that they have that they're going to make a live action about it. I'm actually looking forward to it, to be honest with you, because I'm curious to see how exactly they're going to make it live action. You know, the trailers always that come out always, you know, uh, make it really awesome. So I'm looking forward to the trailer, to be honest, and see what happens with that. But Elizabeth Banks went ahead and she's actually very excited about this, as is Scholastic Entertainment's president and chief strategy officer, Lowell Lucchese, who went ahead and said, we are delighted to bring to life the iconic Miss Frizzle and her zest for knowledge and adventure in a fresh new way that inspires the next generation of kids to explore science and supports the dedicated teachers who help make science real and accessible for young learners every day. So that's going to happen. They're going to be doing the filming for that. They haven't announced when exactly they will start filming. Uh, As we all know right now, things are kind of, you know, barely starting to open little by little due to COVID-19. So uh, nothing has been scheduled just yet. So we'll go ahead and wait on that. In other entertainment news, the new Scream uh, movie has officially been set to to be released by Paramount in 2021. So far, they have just cast one uh, character for the new Scream film, and that's one of the originals. David Arquette is going to be reprising his role as Sheriff Dewey Riley in the new adaptation of the movie. But he's the only one that's been cast so far. We don't know who the rest of the cast members are. Uh, You know, I mean, you have the original heroine of the story, which is Nev Campbell, uh, and we we still don't know if she's going to be cast yet. We don't know if uh, Courtney Cox might reprise her role role as Dewey's wife. Uh, You know, so there's there's just a lot of uh, questions on it. They don't even have a story written out yet, but... uh, it looks like it is. It has been greenlit. It is good to go. They will be shooting in uh, North Carolina. And uh, once the film starts shooting, uh, once, the, once the cameras officially start rolling, they'll start, you know, unmasking the rest of the cast members for the new Scream. So we'll we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, follow that story as it continues to develop. In other entertainment news, speaking of brand new, uh, you know, uh, things that are going to be showing up on in the entertainment industry, I got the opportunity to speak to Dr. Sheila Nazarian. She's a plastic surgeon to uh, many celebrities in Hollywood and to many 
many people in Hollywood. And she talked to me about how she got into plastic surgery. Plus, she also uh, chatted with me a little bit about her new, her upcoming Netflix series, Skin Decision. But first, here is Chef Sean's Benihana right here on The Sander Effect. We got that, ooh Dirty dishes in the kitchen We ain't cooking for Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna 40 on me, you come get this bitch She fuck it, ooh Death and stuff, I make it sizzle right in front of you Like Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna You fuck with the chef I will be like pesto Got me a chef job, relocate to the west side. Yeah, fucking it up. You can call me the plug now. Yeah, shipping them off. Hit my line when they touch that. Like Benny Hanna, invest in Lena. Dropping dollar, check gon' run out. Yeah, they gon' run out. But we show no love. Yeah, they fuck with us. We talk with Lana. Yeah, whip game poppin', got they main bitch watchin'. Yeah, big team, team 17, now they watchin'. Yeah, big drink, 10, 17, now they poppin'. Yeah, fish fry, stir fry, whip it like a drum, and I'm like Benny Hanna. Benny Hanna. Whip it like a drum, and I'm like Benny Hanna. Yeah, she don't wanna fuck, see that that's me, Hanna. I'ma cook it up, chef, Benny Hanna. Bando and relief and when we cop, we got that, ooh Dirty dishes in the kitchen, we ain't cooking for Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna 40 on me, you come get this bitch, she fuck it, ooh Seven and stuff, I make it sizzle right in front of you Like Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna Cyrus to make that money hurry I'm in the whipping, whipping semi Sosa, Stephen Curry I drift so much if you can stand this Dripping automatic Yeah, I'm from the land, fuck with the one with the bag Fucking it up on the land Roll this up, rolling up It's shifting up Cooking and cooking it hard like girl Smoke too much, gone off the bomb shit Faded but I'm conscious Big food at the conference Benny on the yeah, whip game Robin got they main bitch watching Yeah, big team, team 17 Now they watching Yeah, big drink, 10, 17 Now they popping Yeah, fish fry, stir fry Whip it like a drum and I'm like Benny on Benny on Whip it like a drum and I'm like Benny on
So on the Xander effect, I have Dr. Sheila Nazarian on. Hi, doctor. How are you doing today? Great. How are you, Xander? It's hot. So I know. Hot. <laughs> it's definitely summertime here in Southern California. That's for sure. Uh, tell me about it. Well, yesterday and today. Woo. Uh, yeah, it's just way too much. But I mean, how are you? How are you uh, coping with the heat? I mean, how? I mean, you know, obviously you're a doctor. You know that you know with this coronavirus that's going on. I mean, how? How? Well, how Xander, that... Like with the protests and the curfews and coronavirus, heat is like the least of my worries. <laughs> right, right. That's what I would imagine. You know, I mean, God, it's just so crazy what's going on in the world right now. But. I mean, hopefully, you know, it's uh, hopefully you're still doing what you're doing. Well, we were actually, you know, not shut down, but, you know, they had that moratorium where they told, you know, non-essential, whatever. And I do a lot of aesthetic procedures. So they actually had no problem keeping Starbucks open because gourmet coffee is essential. But what I <laughs> apparently... Well, well, I, well, I love I mean, my Starbucks, but you know. Well, let's be real here. I mean, you know, without coffee, I think everybody would kill each other. I would, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's so funny is like I have so many Nespresso machines in my garage because the one of the fillers that we use, the filler injections, it oh. used to be owned by Nestle, who also owns Nespresso. So they had this promo that when you buy like your syringes of filler, which you have to buy anyway because we're injecting people all day long. <laughs> Send us, a, you know, a bunch of Nespresso. So I have like, I had like at some point, like 24 Nespresso in my garage and like every wedding, every bar mitzvah, like everything, you're getting Nespresso. <laughs> That's awesome though. <laughs> so I busted out like three of them. Now I'm like, I make my own coffee. So you had just people just jumping around, like just bing, 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 bing all over the place. That's me. <laughs> I've been talking to my husband, I can tell. <laughs> Well, no, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, kind of just comes naturally, you know, I mean, you can hear it in a person's voice. So yes. I gotta ask, so, you know, how did you like, did you always knew you were going to become a doctor growing up or is that something? I mean, my dad was a doctor and I was, I like was obsessed with woodshop. I think I was like the only girl in woodshop in the fourth grade. Really? Of like drawing, you know, I have to like make those architectural, like super OCD drawings. Uh -huh. And then I got to like build my own bookshelf. And I like love that. So I was actually thinking of either being an orthopedic surgeon or an architect. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind know. of a broad, that's kind of a huge difference right there. Well, I mean, yeah, kind you, of like, you know, work with tools, but still it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, that's where I was going. And then I like kind of nixed the architect thing because I didn't want to be sitting behind a desk. Mm -hmm. Actually wanted to be building it too. And then I was like, okay, orthopedics it is. So I started following around with a peak surgeon and I was just like bored out of my mind. <laughs> I bless them, we need them, but it's very cookie cutter. Uh -huh. so, like somebody that was a resident at USC and he was like, well, why don't you do plastic surgery? Cause it sounds like, you know, you want to build stuff, you want to be creative. Mm -hmm. I started following around plastic surgeon and never looked back. That was kind of like, it's like my calling. I was wow. made for this. Wow. And that's, and you've become a success because I know that you've actually uh, had, uh, you know, some, some very high profile people that you, that you've, uh, that you've actually uh, uh, helped out. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we are, I treat everyone like a high profile, um, but it's hard with the celebrities because they never talk about what they got done. Of course. Whereas like, if you get a soccer mom, like they're at, they're at a birthday party, like flashing their friends in the bathroom, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's the kind of person I want. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I'll take that any day. I don't need to work on the famous people. I mean, they come and I love them and they're great, but they're ne- you know they're never going to like talk about it. Of course, yeah, they have to go ahead. Like, the Gen Z like YouTubers, they're great because they will like literally like they one when you get one of them, they all come. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh no, it's all natural. No, it's not. <laughs> like, I did a cleanse and lots of yoga. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I did yeah. squats. I'm like, <laughs> I did squats. <laughs> it's like, damn, how many squats did you do? Like a thousand? Oh, what the like, hell? Is wrong with you? Is there time to like do anything else in the day? That's <laughs> right there. That's hilarious, though. I mean, but I mean, what, what you, what's your like? You're, you know, you know that plastic surgeons get a lot of flack for you know manipulating what you know what a lot of people believe that oh well god made you this way you should manipulate it i mean how do you deal with certain situations with critics like that i feel like everyone thinks that way until their kid gets bit by a dog and then they're in the ear and they're like oh no i only want a plastic surgeon you know it's like well you've like this us before but now it's your kid now you want a plastic surgeon to close it you know what i mean uh-huh um, I just, I think it's like quality of life, you know, like we are essential because we're vehicles to make people happy. Mm-hmm. Almost like therapy or a, like a psychologist, but like with a knife. True, true. And, and, and I can see what you're saying, where you're, where you're coming from that. Cause I used to be a bartender. So yeah. my, my prescription was alcohol for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just think like when, when we open back up, like I was, it's been like, this is like the third week that we've been open. Mm-hmm. And I thought people were going to be like so scared. They are literally so hot. Like we're like Disneyland for them right now. They're like, because their faces like melted away. (laughs) All of like, like nobody really remembers what they actually look like without the, you know, without the injections and the lasers. And I've been booking surgery like crazy. I feel like people have been home staring at themselves in the mirror and I think a lot of times too, like for me personally, I don't know about you, Xander, but like I walk in my closet and I'm like, am I a freaking reporter? Like, why do yeah. I do designer handbags? Like what the hell? But then you look at your body and you're like, you know what? I want to make a lasting change. That's going to like be good for how I feel about myself. And maybe I don't need another belt to do that. or I don't need another pair of shoes to do that. Cause those are like very short term mm-hmm. of adrenaline and happiness. Whereas if you like, have wanted something or you've been working out so hard and it's just like something's not budging to get that fixed is a very like you're going to enjoy that for the rest of your life so i think that's sort of what i've been hearing from my patients through quarantine is like and also like everybody's wearing a mask now so you can do whatever the heck you want to your face and nobody's gonna know true very true like and then also with like nobody's going to party so it's like the perfect and nobody's traveling so it's the perfect time to do major surgery as well yeah, and that's and you're right about that because a lot of people are actually uh, doing that, and it's it's so crazy because I was just talking to somebody uh, on one of my last episodes, uh, you know, regarding how we like pretty much everything's going on in 2020 is like a movie. It started with Contagion, it went into the Purge, and now it's gonna go into World War Z, like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> But the funny thing is, it's not dead people coming back to life. It's people that haven't gotten their plastic surgery in a long time that look like they're dead. <laughs> so, you know, it's what I I'm know. Like, it's like you can see your friend in the street and you're like, who are you? Are you, are you dead? Are you, do you want my brains? You don't want to eat my I brains, know. you? No, like, no, I need surgery. <laughs> but like a couple weeks before quarantine was done, I literally came into my office and like, 
took some neurotoxin and some fillers home and just started shooting myself up because I was like, I am melting away. I cannot look at myself like this. And people say oh, the same oh. thing. They're like, I'm like a prune, you know, I'm like deflating. So, and our whole thing, by the way, is like supernatural results. Like I, you would never know that any of my patients have had anything done. Mm -hmm. The person that you'd be like, damn, she looks good. But like, you don't know why. Or like, you'll be like, why does she not age? But like, you can't tell why. That's why I always tell people too, when they like judge plastic surgery is like, you can only tell bad plastic surgery. But if somebody had good plastic surgery, you just think they look good. So it's, I always tell people like, don't judge it because not everybody looks like an alien. It's just, those are the only people you can tell. Not everybody looks like an alien. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedy. No, but I mean, it's true though. And I mean, I've been very fortunate. I've, ne I've never had plastic surgery done on myself. And that's actually the truth because, well, I can't afford it. Um, but I mean, the bottom line. That's true too. I was talking to my husband the other day and I was like, you know, when they say you're not ugly, you're poor or something like that. Those were like a lot of like the Kardashian memes that were going around. Uh -huh. I'm sense like, it's so sad, but it's like a little bit true. Like, Skincare products really work if you get the medical grade ones, which are like, you know, two or three times the cost of like what you find at Rite Aid. But like, if you actually want things to like work and not just be like oil that smells good that you're rubbing all over yourself, uh -huh. like you actually have to like pay for the good ingredients. It's kind of like organic food versus, you know, fast food. Yeah. It's going to cost more. And that's sort of how it is with beauty treatments. And I, I was talking about it and I was like, it's kind of messed up, but like, that's how it is. <laughs> and it's true. And it's true. I mean, I, I've had friends of mine that were dermatologists that, uh, you know, would because, you know, I have certain parts of, of my skin that get flaky and, you know, on my face and everything. Huh. And, uh, you know, she sees she's like, I got a bunch of products that I could give you for that. Because, you know, yeah, the doctors will go ahead and give you the regular typical crap. But, yeah. you know, the, the good stuff, I can go ahead and get you the good stuff, you know, that'll yeah. help you out a lot. So it, you're right. You know, I mean, you have the stuff that's covered by your insurance and then you have your other stuff that's covered by actual money. It's kind of sad, but like, and like, you know, I'd love to give stuff away for free too, but these, these companies kind of have us by the, you know, you know what, mm -hmm. we have to pay to get it, to dispense it. So it's so funny. Like sometimes people will come in and they'll be like, Oh, I can't afford surgery. So I want the non-surgical. And I'm like, that's going to cost more. Cause I actually had to have to go buy that product. You know? Jeez. And I'm sure it costs in, in the thousands, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's the price you pay to stay youthful and pretty, I guess. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, and I don't feel know. like in LA, there's definitely that pressure. It's interesting. Like, and it, a Miami, like Dallas, New York, like, you know, and also, you know, what's so crazy the Mormons. Did you know Utah is like the number one state for plastic surgery? Really? Isn't that cray cray? And they don't, and they don't, they don't even like alcohol. I know. Like <laughs> they're against alcohol. They're against, they're against yeah. so many things that'll damage because they believe your body's a temple. I mean, I no. guess it would make, I guess it, makes but it, it does sense. make sense. Like they're yeah. maintaining their temple. Exactly. I was about to say, yeah, they kind of, yeah, because crazy. I was, when I found that out, I was like, no way. But I have a friend who practices in Utah and he's like, oh yeah. Like that's nutty. All about it. I know. That is so nutty. Yeah. No, that's about crazy. Maintenance. I know. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, if you think about it, like I said, you know, your body is a temple. So yeah. in order for the temple not to crumble, you have to do renovations to it. Yes. Exactly. So 
this is their way of renovating. And it's not even renovations. It's a lot about like maintenance and prevention too. I think that's what the Gen Z people understand. Like I'm 40 and I started like this stuff when I was 28. Mm-hmm. All of my friends around me who look really, really good, like somebody told them, like somebody gave them the secret to start in their 20s. Like either their mom was an esthetician or their you know, cousin worked for a plastic surgeon or like whatever it is, all of my friends now, my age group that look really, really good started in their twenties. And I think like the younger Instagram, like, you know, like really just like looped in, uh, people are starting their twenties and they're like, don't age. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I've had, I've been very blessed with that, but that's because with me, it's genetics actually. Yeah. My dad, my dad was the same. My dad, my dad, he, uh, you know, before he had, because my dad had suffered a stroke. And for some right. weird reason, the stroke aged him like 30 years. It was weird. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he looked so young before yeah. the stroke. So so young that his friends were like, dude, you never age. You look the yeah. same. But then after the stroke, I don't know. I don't know if it was maybe, I don't know. It was weird. It just aged him so quickly. Within yeah. like, within days, it aged him. And, but, you know, before that, like, he's like that. And I have gotten, you know, I've gotten the same type of, uh, you know, genetics that he has because people are like, dude, you're this age and you still look like you're 20 years, like you're 10, 15 yeah. years younger. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, you know, that's just the way it is. What can I say? <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I go to Dr. Sheila Nazarian. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's Here are her cards. <laughs> well, well, the other thing that, like, I've, I've been very blessed with as well, and, and a lot of people have noticed this as well, has been yeah. my lips. Like, yeah. have said, dude, you know how many people would, like, pay to get your lips? Because... Dude, Xander, you know, I know how many people would pay. <laughs> And it's just crazy. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I really, I don't get it. You're just living in the right decade, you know? I guess. I don't know. It's it's the craziest thing. But I mean, you know, it's, it's really, you know, I mean, obviously there's always things to better yourself. I mean, I've been, you know, I, I've always been curious about it, about plastic surgery. But at the same time, I've been like, you know what, let me go ahead and do this my way. You know, everybody yeah. has, I, I, in my own opinion, you know, I'm for people having the right to choose what they want to do to their own body. If they want to go ahead and get something done, that's their own choice. You know, like I always, I always get, you know, flack from people. It's like, Oh, well women that get boobs done, you know, it's not natural. I'm like, it's, it's, it's their decision if they want to get that done. You know, it's, I know, but I'll tell you like my whole thing on social media has always been like natural by Nazarian. Like that's one of my hashtags. Mm-hmm. And it just like, when you put out normal, you attract normal. So, mm-hmm. When the patients come to me, 99.9% of the time, they're just like super nice and educated and reasonable and have realistic expectations and, and are seeking me out for that natural result. Mm-hmm. People that like go in, you know, get those like huge this and huge that tend to be a little bit more loony and they just don't come to me. So it's like fabulous. But the other thing, like, I always want to say is, you know, I'm always interviewing my patients. Like, I, they think they're interviewing me. Like, I'm going to you know, interview three plastic surgeons, and I'm going to choose one. I am interviewing you as well. Like, I am asking myself, is this person normal? Are they sane? Are they capable of happiness? Because there's a lot of people that, like, are just so messed up that nothing you do will ever make them happy because they're just miserable on the inside. So for those types of people, you don't want to touch them. You know what I mean? You don't you want have to vet them. Yeah, you, I'm vetting everyone. I'm like, yeah. 
starving. I'm not, you know, I have a home. I, I don't need, you know, your crazy to make me whole. Like, no, and and yeah. that's a, and that's a good thing. It, you know, when you when you say this, it reminds me of that old uh, show Nip Tuck when they sit there and they talk to their patients like, okay, tell me what you don't like about yourself. You know, that's the uh, question. That's the famous oh question. Oh, that's terrible. That's the famous question. Did you ever see that show? No, I, I saw like probably like one episode, but like I literally like never watch these doctor shows because it's like what I do like 60 hours a week right now. So it's like, and in residency it was 80 hours a week. So it's like, I'm not going to go home and watch doctor shows. <laughs> but you know what? This, this particular one, I got to tell you, it was very weird, very yeah. sexually charged and very like so offlandish you're like this can't really happen to doctors in real life this is impossible yeah. you know? no, like, our show that's so like out, no our show on netflix that's coming out well i was gonna well, and i was gonna ask you about that because you do have a show on netflix yeah. coming out so what's what's this show about so it's called skin decision and it's kind of like the best way i can describe it is kind of like queer eye but with like knives and needles and lasers so it's very like down to earth. It's very emotional. You're really like helping these people. It's very inspirational. So it's not, I don't think it's like any other plastic surgery show that's ever been out. And also it's through like a woman's perspective. Cause like, you know, you don't really have, you ever seen like a female plastic surgeon on TV? Like it's always rare. And yeah. So this is kind of like, we're taking people that have had some sort of trauma or some sort of life event or something that has brought them to us and we're helping make them whole. So it's just really beautiful and super inspirational, like to the point where you're just like, if that person went through all of that and is still smiling and still has hope, like I'm never complaining about anything in my life ever again. Wow. That's, and, and yeah, the thing is like, it's, it's one of those things where you, people need to have a show like that, you know, in order to go ahead and be able to see this type of, this type of, uh, this type of uh, uh, reality. Yeah. It's also just like, it's not like annoying where it's like, oh my God, like my sister has bigger, you know, boobs than me and like we're twins, you know, it's not like that kind of patient. <laughs> it's just like, you know, I went through hell and back and it's time I did this for myself. It's more just like really, I don't know. It's, it's awesome. You're going to cry. Have some tissues. <laughs> no worries. I will. And I mean, did you, who, who how did you get approached by this? I mean, was this something that you had an idea or... Was this something yeah, I mean, I've been like one of my bucket list things always like I have, you know, you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And one of my strengths is being to communicate on, on camera. So mm -hmm. I, you know, there's like 31 plastic surgeons in my building and we're all like, you know, pretty good plastic surgeons, but I feel like we all have our little gift. And I think, you know, my gift is, you know, a natural aesthetic and also being able to communicate really effectively on camera and explaining procedures and you know making things just super easy to understand so one of my like big things always has been to get my own show so i've pretty much pitched i think like four or five shows and so this one just you know this one's this one stuck this one hit mm -hmm. no that's really? awesome <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no and that's really cool and, and you already shot all your all the episodes and everything yep, yep we finished shooting in november and then oh right right like maybe a couple of months before yeah. all the stages started yeah and also like you know netflix is in 128 countries i believe so they had translated into 30 languages wow that's so crazy that that's so crazy but that's pretty cool though i mean i mean at least you got everything you know done and and shot i mean 
the question is, I mean, are you going to be obvious? Like, have you been, have they talked about a second? Well, obviously they can't really talk about the second season because it hasn't premiered yet. Yeah. I mean, but, we're, 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 you know, we're hopeful, you know, we're definitely hopeful. I think it's going to do really well. I just think like if Queer Eye did well, this will do well. Of course. People love this type of these types of shows, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. They, they love watching, you know, this reality type of uh, show. I mean, it, it yeah. helps people. And the before and afters are, like, sick, you know? Nice, nice. So, I mean, but when you were filming, did this affect uh, your performance at all? Or were you just like, I love doing this? No, I mean, I loved it, but it was exhausting. I mean, I have three kids. Mm-hmm. I'm married to a brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have the house to take care of. Mm-hmm. I have my practice. I have an online skincare business that's like pretty robust. I have the spa. And I have my own conference every year. We had like Chris Jenner be our keynote last year. So there's a lot going on. And add to that two or three days a week where you're up at 4.30 in the morning getting hair and makeup done to shoot that day. Like it was... It was a lot, but I just like, it was my dream. So I was just really grateful and, you know, everybody sort of sucked it up in my family and, and, and helped out <laughs> right? <laughs> to pick up the slack. Um, so yeah, we're, I mean, I'm just really, really grateful to have had the opportunity and Netflix was like literally Xander, my dream. Like when we pitched it, I stayed on the Netflix lot for like 15 minutes and like, was just like praying and like, my God, let it be Netflix. Let them pick this up because that's all I watch. Like, I just, yeah. I just push the Netflix button. Like, I might, you know what? I, I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that because I can't watch anything on television because I can never find anything good on television nowadays. That's I know. All, all the time. Or it's like that time. Like, you know, it's airing at that time. Like, who's available? You know what I mean? And I know there's ways to record it, but like, I don't even have that wherewithal. I, and plus, like, I just love binging on stuff where it's just, like, back. I just started watching um, Shit's Creek. You, you know, I have Oh, not my God. Xander, you would love it. It is hilarious. I gotta watch it. I've heard a you lot. You have to watch it. Yeah, I just, I've been, because the thing is, I just got uh, HBO Now. Yeah, 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 or yeah. HBO Max. I just got that one, and I've been binge watching Big Bang Theory because I had only <laughs> seen, like, five episodes yeah i've probably only seen one (laughs) yeah and i've only seen like five episodes of the 11th season yeah so i'm like it was funny to me but it was on the cbs uh app and that only showed a certain amount and i was like i don't want to watch just like five episodes i want to watch the whole thing so i was very happy when hbo max came out and they had all the episodes of big bang i'm like yeah i get to binge watch it from the beginning that's awesome you know so i've been kind of like i'm already in the eighth season right now just binge watching all of it and it's they're hilarious. They're like every one of those episodes has me cracking, cracking up. So yeah. I mean, but yeah, no, I mean, I, like you know, I gotta put uh, Chit's Creek on my on my. On oh, my- you'll love it. You're just like proud of them because this father and son and they're actually father and son in real life, and they're the ones that wrote it. And you're just like, this is incredible. That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I know a little about a little bit about uh, writing things from my own life because I'm actually a script writer as well. So yeah, I, I know all about that kind of stuff. I, a lot of the stuff that I write it has to do with my life as well so I definitely I definitely know a little bit about that so I gotta ask you though I gotta ask you because I mean your last name is a very you know is a very popular last name Nazarian yes, yes. and any relation to the famous Sam Nazarian he's the owner of SBE and so yeah like very very distant I believe like through marriage like we're not the same Nazarian family but mm. like all Persian Jews are somehow related 
Interesting. <laughs> it's true. No, literally, I'm not joking. Like, wow. Well, related. Yeah. Yeah, because I was wondering about that. I was like, hmm, is he, that's, a, that's very, you know, that's Sam's, I know. That, that's Sam's <laughs> last name too. So that's, that's interesting because my husband's last name is Mobin and we initially started out in the same office. So I decided to like say Dr. Nazarian because it would be really confusing if we were both like Dr. Mobin. You know, and you didn't hyphenate it. And you'd be like, which one, you know, like, so I, I, I added him on legally, but like professionally, I'm still Dr. Nazarian. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's really cool. I mean, it sounds like you have a full load of stuff that you got going on how have you been like now that things are starting to uh, you know reopen little by little obviously your schedule starting to get packed what's going on in the next uh couple of months for you what do you got going on well i mean with the show hitting i feel like it's the first time in my life that i can't study for it so i don't know <laughs> it's like <laughs> in my life i'm like what's gonna happen to me i That's mean crazy. like prepared you know for having an increased amount of calls coming in and things like that. But I really am like super excited just to see where this goes. Like I, you know, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to be. I don't know where it's going to like take me. It's kind of an adventure. Do we know, do we, do you have a premiere date? Do you have a time? Yeah, it's July 15th. There's no time just because like Netflix just. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the episodes. Well, 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 technically it's July 15th at midnight. Is it? Yeah, usually whenever Netflix uh, goes ahead and puts out a new show, it's at midnight. It hits. Where, there you go. You know more than me. I know they're they're gonna release it to the press June twenty fourth. So that's actually the date, you know, that I like can put it on my Instagram and like you know actually talk about it. So I was really, really. I need your advice, Sandra. Uh-huh. I was thinking about putting up a picture and like getting a grill made, like a gold and diamond grill that says Netflix, and then just taking like a close up of my teeth. And that's how I announce it. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I would definitely be liking the hell out of that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I mean, because it's like so badass. Like it's freaking Netflix. Like, holy cannoli. I <laughs> that would definitely be something unique for a doctor to have. I'll tell you no, that. I need to have a grill. I think it's time. I think, you know what? I think it's time. I think you yeah. should do it. Go yeah. ahead and do it. I, I'll, I'll give you my stamp of approval. Go ahead and do the yeah. damn thing. I know. <laughs> I just have to find someone who makes squirrels. Nope. You, in your field, I'm sure you'll find somebody. I, I know. know. I know. <laughs> I should have a friend who's a jeweler and she like does custom stuff. So I'm like, I have to, I have to hit her up. There you go. Done deal. You're good to go. Well, I, so I got to ask, how, how can people stalk you in order for them to see not only the premiere, but to see your grill on social media? <laughs> so I have like five social medias. Don't laugh. But the reason oh I used to put everything on my main social media, including like tummy tucks and like, you know, surgery. And my, my own friends would be like, I love you, but I can't follow you because I'll be eating Cheerios in the morning and I'll be scrolling and like blood and gore will like pop up. <laughs> like separated out so the dr sheila nazarian d-r-s-h you know whatever dr sheila nazarian that one's like my big one with like you know that i tend to the most and like post opinions and like you know just pictures of myself and stuff and then i have the model surgeon which is actual like live surgeries like you could be in the operating room with me then there's a spa 26 official and that one's for injectables and lasers then there's the skin spot which is our online e-commerce store. Um, and then finally there's Think Big and that's the conference for business and branding. That, that's the one I was telling you about that we had Chris Jenner. Mm. 
Awesome. Awesome. And, and of course, I'm sure you're going to have a, a, a page for, for your Netflix uh, show. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Like right now, if I search it, like it'll come up, but it's blank, but they've already like, you know, reserved the, the reserve the URLs. Uh huh. So it's pretty cool. I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> well, <laughs> and obviously you're going to go ahead and announcement. You're going to announce it on all your, uh, your, your social medias. When like it, with the grill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just a must now. Now I'm going to have to hold you up to that. I know. Yeah. Hold me accountable. I, it's it's all I'm I'm gonna be right there like I'm gonna be scrolling you know on on Instagram <laughs> I'm like where's the grill where's the no, no. where's the grill <laughs> don't disappoint June, me June twenty fourth the grill Doc don't disappoint me don't do no, that no. <laughs> I gotta make time I gotta make time I'm gonna hold you to that well Doctor Sheila Nazarian thank you so much for being on the Xander Effect it was such a fun interview to to chat with you a little bit about you know the stuff that you've done and you know your new Netflix original series. I mean, I'm very happy for you and I hope to have you on the show again. Thanks so much, Xander. My pleasure. All right. We'll talk soon and be safe out there. And, you know, again, I'll be, I'll be looking out for the grill. All right. Awesome. <laughs> talk soon. Take care. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Dr. Nazarian, for being on the Xander Effect. Looking forward to your new Netflix original series called Skin Decision Before and After that is set to premiere July 15th. In sports, WWE's Renee Young, commentator, got COVID-19. She is among a handful of people that have contracted the virus uh, through the WWE Performance Center. And uh, right now, uh, WWE is taking, you know, they're not calling calling it uh, an outbreak per se because it's a very small amount of people that have gotten it. Um, so far, Renee Young has confirmed it. There's been a couple of other, uh, you know, uh, in-ring performers that have also caught it. Uh, another comic correspondent as well, Kayla Braxton, uh, has also revealed that she tested positive for COVID-19 a second time. Right now, like, she got it back in March, but it seems that she, uh, she had another relapse. And she went ahead to say, quote, was keeping it quiet, but since everyone else is sharing, I feel like it is my responsibility to share this this PSA. You can get COVID-19 more than once. I had it back in early March and then thought I was invincible after I recovered. Not true. Don't be dumb like me. So um, uh, what's going on right now is that, uh, you know, she had it. Renee Young also went ahead and she went on to Twitter and, sh and said, quote, man, what a few what a few days. My show gets canceled and I get COVID. Her husband. Uh, well, she, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. She also went on ahead to continue to say, wear your masks and wash your hands. Stay safe, everyone. Her husband is former WWE wrestler Dean Ambrose, now known on in AEW as John Moxley has also uh, decided to quarantine himself and he went ahead and told his bosses at AEW uh, uh, AEW boss Tony Khan let him know that uh, he you know that he's going to quarantine himself because of course you know his wife Renee Young has uh, has the virus so they want to keep things very um uh, very safe for everyone else. Uh, Tony Khan went ahead and said, "Quote: Mox did the right thing and warned us. Warned us. 
Doc asked him to stay home and get tested to protect us here at our test site. So, you know, so far they're taking precautions to make sure they don't infect anyone else. Uh, but it's very unfortunate. So, I mean, that that uh, this happened. And, uh, you know, I wish them nothing but a speedy recovery. In other sports news, uh, Colin Kaepernick looks to be, uh, you know, tapped for a couple of teams. Multiple teams are interested in signing uh, the former 49ers quarterback. And this comes in from uh, NFL Network's Michael Silver, who has learned from, you know, from uh, various teams and including he spoke to a head coach who said that, quote, is absolutely interested uh, in, you know, signing Ka- Kaepernick. But unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, there are there is a holdup. Uh, you know, Silver went ahead and said, quote, Colin Kaepernick, who has not played since 2016, finds himself in the same situation that Cam Newton and Jadavian Clowney do which is a team that would be ready to sign him would want to work him out. But unfortunately, you know, as we all know, you know, the COVID-19 issue is is kind of taking its toll in uh, many, you know, many of the sports organizations. You know, the NBA is taking precautions uh, right now. Obviously, like I said, WWE has is now going to start taking precautions. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's that's, uh, you know, that's holding it up. And in the NFL, you have to go ahead and do workouts to make sure that you're still loose, that you still have what it takes to continue to be in this competitive sport. And so they need to work, you know, each new uh, new pick out. Also, they need to see what the chemistry is like between, you know, especially with a quarterback. They need to see what the chemistry is like between the quarterback and the rest of the team. Uh, you know, how they're going to go ahead and do playbooks. How good are they at remembering different types of plays, etc. So it's very it's it's a difficult situation right now. Um, they can't really try them out because unfortunately, uh, the the virus is is taking its toll. And there's a second wave that's already starting to spike up little by little. So who knows what um, the future holds for any sport, really, not just the NFL, but for any sport, especially with new cases are starting to spike up. It's going to be very difficult. We'll see what happens in the near future to uh, sports and to Colin Kaepernick. In other sports news, Bubba Wallace's uh, rope situation that happened in his garage I reported about this on my last episode that they found a noose in uh, Bubba Wallace's garage in Talladega and uh, the NASCAR you know driver was you know kind of I would have to say he was a little bit upset about the situation you know rightfully so and uh, you know the FBI was called in to go ahead and investigate what was going on well it turns out that the noose has been, uh, you know, it was pretty much there for, you know, since 2019. But the coincidence about the situation is that the noose is definitely a hangman's noose. I mean, there's pictures around social media, you know, showing the hangman's noose. And they're saying that it was, you know, a pull, pull cord for the garage doors. I mean, it, but it, again, another coincidence is that it's only in Bubba Wallace's garage. All the other garages around NASCAR don't have that news. So it's just very strange that this happened. But I mean, Bubba Wallace, you know, he went ahead and he went on CNN and spoke with Don Lemons and said, I'm mad because people are trying to test my character. The image that I have and I have seen of what was hanging in my garage is not a garage pole. I've been racing all my life. We've raced out of hundreds of garages that never had garage poles like this. 
it was a noose. Whether tied in 2019 or whatever, it was a noose. So it wasn't directed at me, but somebody tied a noose. That's what I'm saying. So basically, Bubba Wallace is, is not so much worried that this was a message towards him, but he was a, he was worried that this news was even created. You know, I mean, obviously, we all know, uh, most of us know our, our history, and we know that hangman nooses were used to hang a lot of African American slaves. You know, uh, you know, in 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 U.S. history, and we all know that. So, and they still do it to this day. A lot of uh, you know, a lot of racist KKK members, you know, white supremacists, they use a hangman's noose to kill a lot of black people, uh, and that's something that that you know, obviously. You know, we see something like this, especially in, you know, in, in, in Bubba Wallace's case. Obviously, you know, it's something to, that, that's very disturbing. So I, I don't blame him for still being upset at this type of, uh, this type of uh, you know, this type of thing that, that was found in his garage. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, glad that it wasn't directed towards him. But still, it's one of those things where that needs to be addressed by NASCAR uh, and show a little more sensitivity for, for situations such as these because I mean that is very scary to actually see something like that so coming up next in video game news looks like the new Avengers uh, video game is gonna make a smash and let me tell you I saw the gameplay for it oh man does it look good but first here is John Doe's ring right here on the Xander Effect Senorita, you know, I've been looking for you all of my life, and I just want to let you know that uh, if you love me, you love me. If you don't love me, you tell me you don't love me. Hey, some people say we don't need nobody to lean on. I don't agree, though. Mamas have papas and papas have mamas, and people need people. Uh, opposites equal. A baby so little. There's a chapel somewhere. Where? On a hill in San Pedro. Overlooking the ocean. With a gazebo. For a male and a female. Hoping that he will propose to a face to face, hand to hand, body to body, and not through an email. Used to have problems with details. Now I know what you're wearing, like I've been working for women's retail. We going for a ride. Why don't you fasten your seatbelt? We will never forget or never regret the stuff that we said as we walked in the aisle. Through the altar, straight out the church, into the caucus. It's an event. Marriage was meant. A man and a woman. I gotta stand up for something. Head over heels, like I fell on the steps. My head is still spinning from tumbling. Man, I'm just rambling, huh? And they say I don't know nothing. Huh? Maybe I'm dumb when it comes to. Lately I've been calling you, hoping that you let me through. Open up the door. Maybe I can talk to you. Possibly you say I do But you just let it ring, 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 ring If you would wear this ring, 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 ring I'm assuming you love me Woman, you want me Why don't you tell me I come when you call me There's something about you That plays with my heartbeat There's something about you Makes you feel like I'm melting No matter what you say Nothing can stop me Girl, you can help me Don't take a selfie without me Tell me about you Like there's nothing about me There's so much that you possess Let me do your accounting Huh, what would you say if I wish you away Pick you up from the job in the middle of the day In a helicopter With some tickets to a play Or an opera Right before we get there, get some lobster or a plate full of pasta. Yeah. Then I hug you. All I'm planning to surprise you. Right. After the embrace, stand up in the 
place, get right up in your face. Then I stop you, get on one knee so everyone can see. I'm in the posture, then get out my pocket, then I open a little box up. Got that expression on your face like you just won an Oscar. Couldn't imagine my life without you. Baby, I've been calling you, hoping that you let me through. Maybe I can talk to you, and possibly you say I do. But you just let it ring, 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 ring. If you would wear this ring, 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 ring. It's plagiarism, yeah, to say that you do and act like you're true. I did that to you, girl, friend. It's plagiarism, yeah. To say that you care and act like you're there. You stole my idea, girlfriend. Lately I've been calling you, hoping that you let me through. Maybe I can talk to you, and possibly you say I do. But you just let it ring, 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 ring. One and only hip hop game, man. You checking out the Xander effect? Let's get it popping.
That was CC Peniston's finally right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, Marvel's Avengers video game is going to be coming out uh, in September of this year. Pretty excited about it. And I'm even more excited about it after watching gameplay of the video game. Uh, so far, it seems that the video game has the premise of, um, you know, like every other video game, when you get a character, they have an upgrade tree. Whenever you, uh, whenever you pass a certain level, you upgrade your character's skill level. So they have, they have, they're under that same premise. It follows, uh, you know, uh, Miss Marvel, aka Kamala Khan, uh, through a bunch of adventures along with the Avengers. I mean, you could go ahead and play as Thor, uh, the Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel, Iron Man, Black Widow, uh, you know, and and uh, possibly other characters. I didn't see that they had Hawk on there or any of the other uh, characters like Vision or um, you know uh, uh, any uh, like you know like I said any of the other characters um, but that doesn't negate the fact that this game looks pretty awesome I saw the gameplay mainly uh, the person that was playing the video game was uh, playing as Thor and uh, you get to go ahead and play as Thor in his you know regular street clothes as you know using his old comic book alias Donald Blake in it and so it just it looks really awesome the way they have done it you get to battle a lot of uh, you know a lot of villains including mainly there are a lot of mechanical villains a lot of robots and stuff like that that you have to battle against but man thor is just a badass in this game i saw him use his hammer i saw him use his electrical you know powers he gets to fly and towards the end of the video they show a scene where they have one of those uh you know one of those um uh, flying, uh, you know, uh, aircraft carriers that S.H.I.E.L.D. uses, and apparently it seems like it's taking a nosedive into the city. Well, Thor comes up and uses his electricity to turn the turbines and make them, you know, so that way they could go ahead and fly right over it, and he, he's just, like, using all his powers, his sources, and everything just to turn those turbines on, you know, and you get to watch, you know, uh, gameplay by Iron Man as well. I mean, like I said, this game, I'm so looking forward to it because it looks like it's going to be an amazing game uh it comes out in september which again we don't know if that's going to be around the same time that the new consoles will be released because there hasn't been a release date yet for the ps5 or the xbox series x but avengers will come out for the xbox one the ps4 and other consoles as well so i mean there's that that you know that's at least going on who knows if the game will be uh you know will be compatible with the new consoles that still hasn't been said just yet so that's we still have to wait and see what happens or if you have to go ahead and buy the game over again so i don't know they haven't announced anything about that just yet but if you have to go ahead and buy the game over again you might as well just wait until the new console comes out just to go ahead and buy you know the original game personally that's just my advice on that because again i've been through that where when the xbox one came out i had to rebuy all my games just so that a few like about a year or two later it went into backwards compatibility which really pissed me off but you know it is what it is you move on and you know you just keep you just you you learn your lesson you don't go ahead and make the same mistake twice so there's that that's the news in case you haven't heard it thank you so much for listening remember we're still in a pandemic we haven't left this uh pandemic yet or so to speak um you know the pandemic hasn't left us yet so 
continue to be safe out there. Wear your masks, wear your gloves, wear your goggles. Make sure you uh, can remain safe, not just for yourselves, but for your loved ones at home. Uh, there's still a lot of uh, you know negativity going on out there. So please remember, this is one world. We all live in it. We're all in this together. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. Yo. <laughs> I'd be tell I tell Yeah, you did. They ain't believe it, though. <laughs> One life. Dude, Brian. Same game, be telling. What up? Woo! So we kick it like it's kickball. Power couple. She dripping in that they'll say goodbye. They want to touch her. Everybody know that's do girl. What you going to do by me and her take on the world. Now that's the truth. Hey, everyone. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music, Inc., Sony Music, The Orchard, and BMG Bertelsmann Group in association with Art19 Media.